here at the grand opening of MMD with Steve Ashbell, one of the owners of the shop, and Michael Ashbell. Opening day, but I'm sure you guys have had your eye on this for a while. Uh, just talk about what do you bring to Long Beach and more Atlantic Avenue as far as like atmosphere or culture? What, what do you want to bring to the uh, cannabis game? Well, first and foremost, we want to bring safe and uh, responsible access to to cannabis to patients and um, and, cust and and recreational customers alike. Uh, we realize that. City of Long Beach has a lot of tourism as well and we just you know one of our main things is education and teaching people how to consume safely and responsibly basically that's what it, what it is and we want to provide people with a lot of different uh, variations of cannabis and you know good products tested safe that's that's basically our main goal here sativa or indica for me personally sativa more, more of a hybrid. It's a, it's a, a sativa-dominant hybrid, I would say, for me. Hey, Mike, you're the one that, that's growing. Hi, I'm, I'm Michael Ashbell. Um, I'm uh, Steve's brother and uh, partner in this venture. Uh, let me just get back to uh, your original question, what we bring to Atlantic and, and to the neighborhood. We really want to bring an aesthetically pleasing uh, environment. We want to bring a, a beautiful store for customers of all ages and sizes, um, from all different walks of life, to feel comfortable and uh, and provide safe access in a in a beautiful environment. You know, we think that Long Beach deserves it. We love to be that new you know space in the area that catches everybody's eye, and you know, it's a it's a beautiful neighborhood, and we can't wait to continue making it more beautiful. Speaking of just your, your specific brand, if somebody finds their way into MMD, uh, what should they ask for? They should probably ask for the Mishka brand. The Mishka brand OG Kush. I mean, we have lots of lots of companies. We have Cream of the Crop. We have uh, Select. We have Brass Knuckles. We have, you know, I have over 700 different products on my board to choose from. So, um, you know, you can come to buy some products that are going to get you heavily medicated or you can even just get some creams and topicals or bath bombs if you're looking for a different type of effect. Okay, where are they going to find anything social media wise for uh, MMD? MMD Long Beach on Instagram. Green 15 back in your ears. It's been a minute. We're your Long Beach Cannabis Conversation, here with Pam. Pam, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? It's Pam from Cannabis Closet and the LBCA. Stephanie Long Beach Post, and Pam, we're on top of a, a balcony of the... Oh yeah, we're on the, the lift. We're at the lift, which um, is on 4th and Temple, a new dispensary that opened a couple weeks ago. Everybody knows the spot as Cafe Neo. I do. Lift dispensaries popping up probably weekly in cannabis or in Long Beach right now. Each one bringing their own culture. What does yeah. the lift bring to the neighborhood of uh, Fourth and Temple? Well, the lift actually has its vibe is definitely Fourth Street, like the whole retro row Fourth Street is community. It, is this still considered Alamitos Beach? I forget. This is Rose Park. Oh, Rose Park. Oh, yeah, okay. Rose Park is all up and down. It's like you know, I don't know the south and north side of Fourth Street. I think. Mm -hmm. But this is also part, the lift is also part of the 4th Street bid. Mm -hmm. So we're starting to do a lot of stuff with the events, like 4th um, Fridays, and we'll have 
decorations for Christmas and we'll be involved in some of their marketing campaigns. So, yeah. And I would say that what stood out to me was just the exterior of it too. It still kept the Cafe Neo look, yeah. which I like too. You remember the colors? Yeah. But um, definitely has nice... Uh, um, what is it? Signs up in front to very uh, making it more friendly, right? Yes, like it's more like approachable. Mm-hmm. And because I think because it has a walk-up window, which no other dispensary really yeah. has, it's kind of like yeah. So we took advantage of like the whole nice outside patio. And because California, I went to this meeting not too long ago, and the, they had some stats and data there, and they said that Long Beach now has like 220 nice days, like. Mm, That's what they they say, just nice days. And we totally do. So we took advantage of the patio here and, yeah, as a walk-up window. So what does that mean? mean? If people can, they don't have to go inside to the dispensary or they order up? Or what does that mean, the walk-up window? Just, it's just more open. So like before, you know, before, remember like back in the day before we had, you know, Prop 64, you would have to like go through a door and then go through another door. Mm-hmm. And it was very secretive, and you're like, you feel like you had to be like cloak and dagger or something like that. That's what I feel like. But now, like, I feel like the walk up window, it's nothing big. Like, it's just the same kind of registration. You still have to register yeah. and make sure your ID and then go and go into another room. But it's more, I think, welcoming to the community. Yeah. You know, like, it's more, I guess, nothing to hide. Yeah, you don't have to hide now. You can just walk up to the window and be, hi, I'm here to buy my cannabis. <laughs> And I did see, you know, going along with the whole welcome to the community, um, we were recently at MMD mm-hmm. Dispensary right there um, in central Long Beach, I guess I would say that it's the area of Wrigley, maybe, or adjacent to that. And they were very welcoming, too, with, you know, they have the whole green grass look right outside, yeah. the succulents lining yeah. the pathway. So it's like, inviting. Oh, it right? is. And so it's, it's not intimidating. Like, even if, like, for the new consumers that are often intimidated by maybe security guards, I hear that often. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, even though the security is there for their safety, too. Yeah. Um, they are sometimes intimidating. And then because we have to frost our windows, like, sometimes, and you then, know. Mm-hmm. The, so the frosting, that uh, the frosting, the, the, the it's windows only for the and product. all that, yeah. It's only yeah. really for... You can't see the so you can't see the product from the street. That's the only thing. But we don't have to like in our lobby. It can be totally wide open. Yeah. You don't have to have frosting. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm liking it. I'm liking how the people are really exploring their boundaries when it comes yes. to really designing. It's like you have to work with the limitations that you do have. But yeah, yeah, that's true. This being kind of the golden age of the commercialization of cannabis, you've seen a lot of different styles and growers. I guess producers are putting their own packaging on it. A lot of it feels excessive. Uh, what do you think right now, Pam? Who's doing it right for you? Well, I don't think anybody's really doing it right. I think everybody's kind of going through the motions right now. It's still, as like, I hear this this phrase a lot in the industry is that they're building the plane while it's in the air. Like, it's just doing that. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of people don't come from packaging, right? Like, they're, they're growers. Like, say there's like a farmer and all they do is cultivation. They know how to grow a really good plant. But like, say they don't know the logistics of the whole packaging. So a lot of people get really hung up on that and they have to go find a good company and they have to be, you know, know if that company is good, if they're like to help them with the packaging and then the whole packaging thing. So the regulations in the state, they keep going back and forth. Like they're not totally set. Right. Mm -hmm. So they were flipping back and forth on like the child package itself had to be like childproof but then they went back and said no it doesn't and you just have to put it in the exit bag so it has to leave the store in the childproof bag 
so then now people are confused, right? So now companies are like, oh my gosh, should I still do the childproof on the packaging, which is really excessive, and then it's like, like take a vape pen for instance. It's so small, and then it's in like, like triple packaging, and you can't open it. It's crazy. And then the pre-rolls too. The pre-rolls are kind of a problem. So the other night, I actually bought a pack of pre-rolls. I was going to a party, and it was my friend's 40th party, and I'm always bringing those favors because that's who I am. Um, it was <laughs> actually nice right. It was actually Foster. a bourbon party, but they were like, Pam, you always, you know, please bring some pre-rolls. <laughs> okay, I will. So I bought a pack of pre-rolls. But this pack was, was in, it was like a plastic pack, and you had to, like, press something down and pinch at the same time to, like, open it. And it was very difficult. You really have to have sort of nails for that. Yes, and it was so hard, and it's so excessive. And then, after you're done with your pre-rolls, you have this plastic thing. And then, you know, it's just so much excess. And, like, can we return that? Can we get, like, five cents on it? I don't know. Bottle, bottle <laughs> style, yeah. Right? I like that. And there's no system in place. Like, we have a system in place for our bottles and cans. Like, we do. We can ground up all our bottles and cans and take them to the processing plant, and the pro gets processed. But what do we do with this packaging? Like, some of it's glass. Some of it, like, sometimes the flour comes in glass jars. But then what about all the, pack, like, all the, like, plastic seals and the boxes? And there's just so yeah. much. Yeah. And then it's, it's not going to so help much. that you said that possibly in January they're going to do another set of standards. Okay, so, so yes, in January was a whole new set of testing. We'll have to learn how to recycle the airplane while it's flying. Yes. <laughs> yes. Make it compostable, at least, or something. I don't know. Just on the, the note of a, aesthetic in general, you guys were talking about uh, MMD over on Atlantic, as well as uh, the lift. The lift. <laughs> on 4th. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, each bringing something unique to their community, whether it's a mural or art. Uh, oh, yeah, Stations the station, case. Mm -hmm. Just uh, finished up their Finished up their well. mural. So the cannabis culture taking shape, the LBCA, what does it all mean? Like, how do you get a, how do you become a part of the cannabis culture? I think you just need to have some advocacy. Like you're like for it. Like, you're, I feel like that's how it is now. You're either for it or against it. And, and the LBCA is basically that advocacy here in Long Beach, would you yeah, say? Yeah, I would say, I think the LBCA in Long Beach brings together the industry and advocacy together because it brings both of those points. I mean, we have to be all about the plant to, um, Want it to succeed in in the in the habit industry because otherwise we're just back in our alleys again and trying to grow something in our backyard that may or may not help us <laughs> buying a ziploc bag from somebody's brother yeah not knowing like now we can get so specific you know like now we can like i'm like what strain is that because i'm not sure if i'm gonna my body's gonna like that but before we we're just like let's just get stoned yeah <laughs> I, I definitely think long beach is on the I guess the bleeding edge, that may not be the right word. On the rise. Tech word. Eventually, we're supposed to have 32 dispensaries here in Long Beach. You're right. I and think, that's a lot. I think I counted so far from what the city told me, 12 operating. Yeah. And I think of that 12, 11 are recreation, and one is just medical. I think Showgirl is the name of that one, if I remember. They're working on it. There's a lot of... And then that's why the LBCA comes in, too. So it's good to be part of the LBC because as we are all together, as a cannabis community, we can talk to the city. Is there any yeah. uh, cannabis events coming up in December that people should be aware of? In December, um, if you're a woman and you still um, you want to join the elementary group, I have that every month. That's actually going to start out being at the station because there's just so much room over there. Mm -hmm. 
in this dispensary. And I'm like, I feel like it just needs to still be with our, you know, cannabis community. Yeah. Oh, definitely space for that. And then you are also doing education kind of seminar. Oh, yeah. So those, yeah, with the LBC and the health department, that's still going on. Um, Actually, the end of this month, November 27th, we'll be back at um, Cal State Long Beach at the USU. Um, during lunchtime, I think we start at 12. We'll yeah. do an hour of um, just some cannabis education for the students. Yeah. And we're going around. We did one. We started one. Um, we wanted to go around every district, right? Mm-hmm. Go to district and do a thing. So we started at the station last week just to like experiment because we weren't sure what was going to happen. Like who in the community is going to come listen to us? But it turned out to be really well. Like some people came, they had questions, and it was very informative. And we'll, we're going to. It was positive, so we'll make sure we do that again. Just on our way out uh, to get personal, is there a strain right now, a brand that you're enjoying? There is. I actually tried Autumn Brands. This was over at the green room, though. I don't think it was here at the lift. They had a Purple Punch. Purple Punch. I think there's a couple other brands that have a Purple Punch. I want to say THC Design. I forget who else. But I'm liking that strain. It's liking me. I guess you can say that. The strain is liking me. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best ones. Yeah. Stephanie, what are you feeling right now, strain-wise? The last one I think I tried was the Black Mamba one, Mm. which I guess it has reference to the basketball guy, I think. Nice, babe. Right? We just lost our listeners. Uh, It's it's grown out of Los Angeles, and if you're a fan of, uh, you know, number eight or number 24, it's definitely a, a strain that you should keep your eyes open for. Yep. Cool. Awesome. I think that's it. Uh, Pam, where are we going to find you these days online? Uh, These days you can find me at Cannabis Closet or at the LBCA. And you can find my work on lbpost.com and on Twitter, StephRivera88. And of course, uh, you can find me, Curtis or Cujo, on Twitter at 86Cujo. Until next time.